Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Gabe Whitehurst. Your co-host is sitting next to me. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, everyone. He's <laughs> back from the dead. Wait, is he, did he die? Uh, He's dead. He's <laughs> definitely dead. Probably. I don't know. I'm um, Matt. This is Matt. <laughs> And uh, today on the show, we, we decided to not go back in time and randomly select a film because this is a very special guest episode. This is our fourth guest. Yay. Matt, People so. will come on the show with us. Yes. Um, sitting across from me is the talented and smart and gorgeous and beautiful and wonderful Zan Herring, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take all those adjectives. All the way, <laughs> all the way from Los Angeles, California. California. Sunny. Sunny. Warm. Sunny 72. She's here for the Dang. weekend. Los <laughs> Angeles, California. Yeah. Send us some of your rain. Is it dry, it is it dry oh, there right now, except for the ocean? It is a, it's definitely more of a desert climate mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. than I'd like. So Zan uh, and I and Matthew all met in college in Texas, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. I might have met you maybe right before college. You met me in... My high school years, yeah. my formative high school years, like one time, and no, that, like two times. Oh, okay, twice. I think. And then you ended up going to to TCU with us. I did. And I did. We start. We started the same year, didn't we? I I no. I don't know. Twenty thirteen was my graduation, so I don't know. Twenty twelve was mine, but didn't you? Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm special. So you graduated also, in my class, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So then you started, you were, yeah, I, I was 2012. Gabe's very special, yeah, as yeah. he said. Um, so we really wanted to have you on the show. You were in town, so we jumped at the chance because I don't know how Matt feels, but I think you are probably one of the most, while you're not a film student, I per, was a per film se. student. That Wait, hurts. what? You, you were? I got a film, television, and digital media <laughs> I thought you were theater. From wow. the university we both attended. I'll cut that. No, don't cut it out. <laughs> cut that in. No, let the people know the truth. Let the people know. Because I, 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 for some reason, I thought you were theater studies. So I'm. That's because I enjoyed the theater crowd and had uh, a minor in theater. So you were just always there. You were fun, fun people. Okay, well, that's then even more credit to you then. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know you were an educated person. But um, I wanted <laughs> you, you to be on that. the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to be here because you have a deep and just boundless pop knowledge uh pop culture knowledge that is yes. um yeah, i'm envious of that and uh you you and your your sister abby mm -hmm. who's also a friend know everything about everything in terms of <laughs> pop culture yeah, i don't know if yeah. that means you guys don't do anything and you just sit around all day together and watch tv and listen to michael jackson and and those things or that sounds cool it does sound mm -hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not unheard of. We do both <laughs> watch movies and then rewatch them because we enjoyed them. Yeah. So, so I don't know if, if I've ever made a reference that you haven't gotten. So I'm glad that you're here because I have a, a weird brain and we seem you to are. like the same things. You are a weirdo. Isn't it fun to be friends with weirdos? Yeah. I didn't even know you were a film student. So hmm. mm. I quit this podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, Gabe. Thanks, guys. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're happy to have you here. Matt, Thank you. So say something nice about Zan. Oh, God. It's going to be hard for him. It is hard. <laughs> um, your hair looks nice. 
Fantastic, Matt. Her hair Thank looks you great. So you can't see it because you're not here, but her I hair look like great. a Japanese schoolgirl <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what I look like because I have straight across. That's what I was bangs. thinking. Yeah. That's why. Okay. I didn't want to say that, though. It's okay. No, it's you okay. Could, you, could, you could be. Uh, in Kill Bill, that girl yeah. with the thing that wraps around her leg and she and it has spikes on it. She's yeah. she's a Japanese schoolgirl character. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I'll take that. I will Cosplay. take that. Cosplay this Halloween goes that girl. What's her name? I don't remember, man. I oh could not wow, tell a reference you. you didn't get. Well, no, well, I know who you're talking about, but, but I don't know. She's not gonna pull out a character's name from Kill Bill Volume Two from. Yeah, I don't remember either. So <laughs> is it Lucy Liu's character? Is it in the first one or no, the second one? It's in the first one. It's in that scene with the, the guy they call Charlie Brown, and she kills like eighty people, and and, and it goes to black and white because of all the blood. Mm. And then mm. that girl shows up later. Does it go black and white because it's faux artsy, or because of the blood? I think it was going to be NC seventeen if they didn't make it black and really? white. Really? That's the mm. that's the piece of trivia I've heard. Fun fact. But also because it's Tarantino and it looked cool. So. Yeah, like. Uh, He's very cool. Yeah. Cool dude. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. I'm sorry for this whole awkward introduction, everyone. Um, today we are discussing one of Zan's favorite movies. I had never seen it before, but I've heard of it. Me I've seen either. the cover at Blockbuster 50 times growing up. Kids, for those of you that don't know, Blockbuster was a movie rental store. <laughs> Wait, what's a movie now rental? Now it's kind of like Redbox yeah. is the new Blockbuster. Sort of, yeah. It's like a red box with human interactions. There's yeah. no candy at red box or people to check you out. If there's candy in the red box, you should be concerned. Do not eat that candy. Yeah, yeah. if it's a CVS in Brooklyn, there's probably candy yeah. on the floor. But <laughs> That's exactly. true. Um, anyway, we're discussing one of your favorite films. True. Empire Records. Okay. How could you man with Rex Manning? I hate you. Gina, you better go home. Am I fired? Have I fired anyone today? No. Why would I start with you? So is this how your life's gonna be now, huh? You're just gonna screw every husband until your tits fall down and they don't want you anymore? Well, at least I don't hide what I am. Right, Corey? At least I'm not some closet speed freak, right? What, you think I don't see what you do? Do you think I don't see what you do? Shut up! I know what you do! questions for you what is it that you love about this movie and how many times do you think you've seen it well i was first introduced to the movie by someone you know which matt you i don't know if you know uh anna berman oh okay micah berman your close friend sorry i'm using their full uh, names it's okay they'll People. be happy to know they're here on, <laughs> you can be the googled sorry 
Uh, she and I thought we were so cool in, I want to say, 10th grade, 11th grade. And we somehow got a hold of a copy of it. And it just looked like that thing that you, that movie you have to hide from your parents to watch, mm, you know? Yeah, sure. So we went upstairs into my brother's room who had gone off to, I don't know, do bad teenage things. <laughs> and we it's fun sat, to do bad things. Yeah. You know what? Apparently. Hood rat things with your friends. Ah, oh, you know I love hood rat things with my friends. <laughs> so we went into his bedroom and turned on the movie and watched it. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I did not understand any of the cultural references in it. Mm. I, I mean, I was a baby, you know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was watching this film thinking, why would anyone watch this? And then Anna loved it. She loved it. And I didn't want to be the person who didn't like the movie. So I was like, yeah, it was so cool. It was so great. Like, that was the best movie. Oh, my gosh. I want to be all those characters forever, for life. So then we finished it. And I don't know how I ended up watching it again. But it was in college. I watched it again. And I go, that movie's pretty dope. So then I bought it and watched it multiple times. Yeah. I've seen it probably. It's a background movie for me. Mm -hmm. It's like the yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Because you don't really, once you've seen it, you don't really have to pay attention. Yeah. And you're just kind of listening for like key lines, which I'm mm -hmm. sure you'll both mention because the movie is just filled with like one-liners that <laughs> you're good. like, why is this here? Yeah. Okay. It's just a bunch of little fortune cookies. Yeah, you so. mentioned movies that you have to hide from your parents. That was the Spice Girls movie for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were some questions about what you were into. Yeah, is that uh, why? yeah. It yeah. wasn't because it wasn't because of the rating. It was because he was afraid of his dad yeah. finding out. Oh, yeah. uh, I've never seen the Spice Girls movie, but no. I imagine it's great. Spice People of the world, world. Spice, spice up your life. Spice World. Spice right? World. Oh, Spice World. That's what it's called. Oh man. Man, Gabe just screwed you in the name. I, no, no, I'm pretending. I'm pretending that I don't own it and watch it all the time. That's why. That's why I'm like Before Spice you go World. To bed every night. Spice yeah. World? Question mark. I'm, which I'm not, which one know. are you? Which which spice? Um, mm, obviously. Scary. Um, what was the redhead one's name? You. That's uh, like the classic. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger. Ginger spice. You Wait, would uh, choose the most. It's like, what superhero are you? I'm Superman. I don't know. If she's, <laughs> Why? Because he's a Superman. Wait, was she like the apex of the Spice Girls? She was until everyone well, realized Jerry Hallowell didn't matter and Victoria uh, Beckham was right, it. Right. She, so yeah. that she came was just a decade one, later. She's oh. just the one I thought was hot when I was like nine or the however one. old I was. Which you didn't is, like Baby Spice? <laughs> no, she was uh, a baby. Yeah, I did. I, yeah. <laughs> a literal baby. Yeah. A literal. <laughs> I did. Baby. I wasn't a fan. I thought Jerry was uh, was cute, and then I grew up and realized like she's really not that attractive. And as a little boy, oh, I thought I'm she so was, sorry, Jerry Hallowell. She I'm made really me feel sorry things. If you're though. listening so to this podcast, this episode will be two hours if we continue <laughs> yeah, okay, to talk about Spice right. Girls. I'm so sorry, <laughs> I got I got some rabbit holes. I next go down. question. So oh, next wait, question. Okay, I don't know. I didn't get it on Spice Girls, did I? Uh, I said Spice oh, Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I got mad on Spice Girls. Yeah. All right. So how many times do you think you've seen the movie? I'm uh, fifty. Really? Upwards of fifty. Mm, but also, like you said, my. I mean, you said it kinder, but my sister and I are pop culture trash cans. So we just ingest every cultural thing we can and then name, use, it ad, <laughs> use it ad nauseum. Yeah. That's good. I, I think we should so. all be generalists in this life. That's my goal because I'm not really good at anything. So I try to be a generalist. And so just... you want everyone else to be a generalist as well? Yeah, it'll make me feel better. So oh, okay. You're Aziz Ansari. You're a master of none. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Except show. I'm not a small Indian man. Don't we wish we <laughs> not were? Not with that though? attitude. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, okay, so we're happy to have you. Let's let's get into. Well, before we do that, oh, what, oh before we tell do that. us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. about myself as a human being. As a human being, you know, where were you born? What are you interested in? Why yeah. are you friends with me and Gabe? Yeah, uh, why are you friends? Start with the easier question. <laughs> I was born in North Carolina. I was raised in Texas, reared. Mm, you know, like a horse. Yep, just like a horse. <laughs> That's how I was raised. Yeah. Um, and then I went to undergrad at TCU with the two of you the and frogs. began a beautiful blossoming friendship. Mm. Go frogs. Mm-hmm. And I moved to LA to just, you know, pick up my bag of dreams, <laughs> spread them around the world. That's good. <laughs> like a Johnny Appleseed. Like a Johnny Appleseed of just dreams. Just spreading your seed all over <laughs> Los Angeles. Okay, your mother. <laughs> And Matt's mother are for sure listening. <laughs> so Angie oh, and Leslie, seed. I am not doing that. Her apple seeds. Yeah. That's what I meant. Her yeah, apple seeds. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Continue your life story. Um, no, that's I'm in LA right now, but hope one day to grace the New York streets. Mm. Hopefully Doesn't everyone. Not as a homeless person, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you we'll know. See. You can is, live with is Matt. It a home. Matt has a room in his closet. Yeah, you can sit up straight in that closet right behind Gabe. <laughs> you can sleep standing yeah. up. That's perfect, yeah. honestly. It's really yeah. nice in there, actually. Harry, Harry Potter-esque. Yeah, you know? it's warm. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's me. Did Could, you want more like... No, that was great. Neat. All right, so <laughs> we'll move on. So um, this will just begin our discussion of Empire Records. You know, if you skip through the first... Uh, 10 minutes of this <laughs> podcast to get to the meat. Here we go. So we typically go through some information, as you know, but just some mm-hmm. actors that we could go over. Debbie Mazar, uh, Renee Zellweger, Liv Tyler, I felt were the most worth mentioning. You might yeah. feel differently. Is there anybody else that you think deserves some credit? Um, I would say Ethan Embry, if for no other reason. He was, in, he was big in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He did Can't Hardly Wait and was that like... Tried to make it as a teen idol, and then yeah. unfortunately for him, didn't quite take off in the way the, others did. The reverse did, Justin Timberlake. Yes, like that thing that. you do. He was a TV player, the bass player. Oh, that's was he? true. Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. Along with Steve Zahn, who yeah. Steve Zahn. Steve yeah. Zahn, if you ever listen to this, you're perfect. <laughs> you're a perfect human man. He is a he is a nice man. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah. Did you know his name in that movie is TB Player? Like at the in the credits, he he doesn't have a name. His name is T period B period player, as in the bass player. That's so funny because I I do refer to him as the guy on the bass right. because I don't know his name. They don't say his mm-hmm. name in the movie ever. So That's so funny. Yeah. Fun fact. I feel like all the actors in this movie though, there might be a not 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 a lot that are recognizable, but I I looked them all up after watching it, and they they all work a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they've all been yeah. consistently working since they made this movie. So mm-hmm. good yeah. for them. Anthony La Laplagia. I don't know how to say his Laplagia. Maybe. Maybe. Laplagia. Need to learn my uh, Italian last names. He's pretty. (laughs) He's pretty notable too. Yeah. Isn't he? Mm -hmm. He's in a crime show, a cop show. Yes. He's a show about murders. Yeah. I don't know. He's good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yes. Yeah. Um. So this film had a ten million dollar budget. Uh, and it grossed Yikes. about three hundred and three thousand dollars. <laughs> That's a Ouch. real pain. That's Just a like real the music store, thing. they were trying to keep alive. Yeah, didn't yeah. have enough money to. Nobody to was make interested it. at the time. Yeah. Maybe it's made it up in sales though afterwards. Possibly DVD sales. Yeah, vinyl sales. I did buy the movie ten years later. There you go. I mean, they so. they they liked it enough to come out with that special edition director's yeah. cut. 
thing. So that could have been a passion True. project. Maybe there was demand. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some trivia. At the time this movie was made, Coyote Shivers was married to is it BB Buell? I believe that's how you B. B. say Buell. that. BB Buell. I thought it was Buell. Okay. Buell. We can argue about it after the B. podcast. BB Buell. Uh, which made him the stepfather of Liv Tyler at the time that they were filming this, which is interesting. Mm. And they also wanted the guy from Green Day, uh, Tommy Lee Armstrong. Is that his name? Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong. Joe. Tommy Lee Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Joel That's Tommy Armstrong. Lee Jones that Tommy you're Lee Jones. <laughs> There's a lot of names floating around in my head right There's now. There's a lot of three names. Uh, they wanted him, but he turned it down because Green Day was blowing up and he was on tour. So they went down to Coyote Shivers. They couldn't wake him up when September ended, you know? Wait, hey. who's, who's Coyote Shivers? Sounds like a club. He's, he was the, be a good club name. He was one of the actors in the movie. He played the guy with the crazy, crazy hair. black hair. He came in like halfway through the movie. Oh, he's Genuinely. the guy who's carrying the guitar around everywhere? Yeah. Yes. yeah who's they really wanted character. to give you a motif yeah. Yeah. that. The one who's in love with Deb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was Liv Tyler's technical stepfather at the time Ooh, filming this. That's weird. Because he lied and said he was 20, but he was actually 29. When filming that. Wow. All right. And they didn't check. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's Classic cool. Hollywood. Classic 90s. Classic $10 million um, budget. Good Rory. on him for hooking up with Liv Tyler's mom, though. I mean, as a young man. I don't, there you go. I don't know who she is, but anyway. Look her up right now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> keep, keep moving. Uh, Rory Cochran, who played Lucas, was actually dating Renelle Zellweger, Zellweger at the time of filming this and convinced her to audition. So Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. There you go. I can teach you something new. I, I'm shocked. My I'm as Google, shocked as our listeners. My Google foo. She's a little baby Zellweger, too. Yeah. She is. This is before um, um, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> and, she in that movie? Yeah. And she? Jerry Maguire, right? <laughs> it was before. Yeah. Uh, yes. Was Jer- uh, wasn't Jerry Maguire before? Is this came out in 95, right? Yeah. Wasn't that before? Oh, I don't know. I want to. Seems like I stepped 90... down for. No, no offense to this movie, but. Yeah. No. I don't know. She just seemed younger in this movie than she did in that one. Ninety six. Ooh. So, so this right movie after. was just her, just launch, launched her into launched straight into stardom. Yeah. Clearly, she was sought after. <laughs> Where she still resides today. Yes. <laughs> um. So, did you have any trivia or? I, I read all of the trivia I could find, but I didn't think any of it was very yeah, interesting. So I agree. <laughs> I Gabe doesn't think this movie matters. <laughs> no, no. I, I guarantee you I like this movie a lot more than Matt. Kind of scraping the barrel for some trivia there. The trivia but, was uh, just like, it's like that. I, I didn't know who Coyote Shivers was, and I was like, I, I'm not writing that down. I don't know who that is, but I'm glad you did. So The one person who knows who Coyote Shivers is was like, yeah, Coyote Shivers. <laughs> wow, is that is that Coyote Shivers? <laughs> Some uh, ratings, 30 on Metacritic, mm. 6.7 IMDb, 1.5 out of 4 stars from Ebert, and 23% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. But the user Dude. ratings are very high. The user they ratings are. are high because they're the people that care enough to go on yes. and vote about this movie. Yes, on IMDb, there's a lot of positive user reviews. I'm sure Zan probably went on and voted at some point. Oh yeah, I created 16 different <laughs> emails. There you so go. could go yeah. on. That's why their rating is so high. (laughs) Okay. Well, if we don't have anything else, we'll just kind of jump into the rhythm of the story, the rhythm and the rhyme. Jump it. We'll jump into it. So the movie opens um, when Lucas, who we mentioned earlier as Rory Cochran, gets the chance to close Empire Records for the night. I guess he'd been working there for a while. 
Never had the opportunity to close the store. Big responsibility. As he is counting money for the closing of the shift, he sees papers on his boss's, boss's desk. And uh, it basically says that Empire Records is being absorbed by Music Town, which is the man's record store, you know? And so he gets flustered about that. He takes all of the money. It's like nine grand. He goes to uh, Atlantic City and he gambles. And it's a cool scene. I actually enjoyed the first 10, 15 minutes <laughs> of this movie. I thought it was uh, well done. Arguably, audience, the most boring part of the film. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> he's good. I like I, Lucas a lot. He's, I like his character. Yeah, yeah. He's probably my favorite character. I like where it was going, but he, he wins a few rounds of, um, what's, is it, were they? Roulette. People, is it roulette? No, he didn't play roulette. Oh, you're right. He played craps? Yeah, craps. It's, it's craps. Yeah, yeah, he plays craps. He wins a few rounds and he, he amasses like 18000 18 $20,000, yeah. yeah. and then he lets it ride again and loses. So he loses all the money. Uh, he's obviously in trouble now. And he's very, very uh, strangely like stoic and confident, and he has no real. He's just very uh, flowy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, go with the flow type mm-hmm. of a guy. He's a Gen Xer, dude. They were all smooth. These yeah. guys Stoic like, was a good descriptor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, are you sure, son? That's a lot of money. And he's like, I am the master of, I don't know what he says, but it's some weird <laughs> quote. And I then he the just blows the all dice. the money. Yeah. There's also, there's a character who's not important at all because I'm sure she, her name is like Blonde Girl One. Yeah. But she goes up to him when he's throwing the dice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, baby, you yeah. are sick. Yeah, she's hanging on to him. Hanging on to him when he gets 19 grand. Yeah, yeah. And then she's just, she is someone on that production's wife or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she is genuinely the worst actress I have ever seen. Give her credit. Maybe she auditioned and got that You know part, what? Okay? She dressed up, okay. okay? She dressed up for this. <laughs> I would say she dressed down for this, if anything. <laughs> Maybe truly. they were filming and just pulled somebody aside in the casino. I hope, truly, I hope she was just in that <laughs> casino, and I hope she shows that clip to her friends on YouTube. I'm going anyway, to look, look her up, and then, and then we're going to do a podcast all about her <laughs> and just shame you with it. And Kill me. She's going to be a oh, guest God. on the show. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Joe, who is the manager of Empire Records, finds out that Lucas effectively stole the money and lost it all. So he's not happy. Um, and they're establishing this subplot with Rex Manning, who <laughs> is um, kind of a sex pop rock icon in this town. He's not real. He's fictional. It's Rex Manning Day. It's a Rex Manning day. I can't remember the name of the actor, but he was actually, he was the star of Grease 2 with Michelle Pfeiffer. He was. Really? Yeah, he, where yeah. he looked like a beb. A beb? Max, Maxwell, a beb. Yeah. Maxwell, Maxwell Caulfield. Caulfield. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Probably a little bit before this, though, when the Grease 2 came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, that was like his first big He'd movie. washed up on the shore of Hollywood by this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't too impressed with but Rex Manning. But he's also perfect to play Rex Manning. Oh, he does I mean, a great job. great as that character. Kind of stuffy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is where we learn out that, that Corey is, is in love with Rex Manning. Corey is Liv Tyler. Um, and that AJ is in love with Corey. Yes. So there's a little love triangle happening. Right. And Rex is, as we said, he's coming... It's Rex Manning Day, which means he's coming to the record store to, to sign his new album. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're preparing for him. Which mm-hmm. I also saw that the day of Rex Manning Day was actually the day that Kurt Cobain died. Oh. Like it, deep. April in the, 8th? <laughs> April 8th, uh, 
uh, nineteen. You know, nineteen eighty five. I don't remember, but it's like a it's like a tribute to his death. Interesting. Or yeah, saw that on some commentary. Mm. Um, yeah, just a little. It's an odd way to honor. Cobain. It's a very <laughs> with, uh, odd way with to Rex honor Rex Manning. Hey, man. I'm sure there's some sort of uh, meaning in there somewhere. Maybe. Oh, it's meta. It's <laughs> yeah, meta, Matt. So, sure. It's so meta, I can't even understand it. Yeah. But um, AJ is going to tell Corey later that day that he's in love with her, and he tells, um, what's his name, the redheaded kid? Mark. Mark. He tells Mark. Quintessential character in the film. He's just everyone's confidant, just running around everywhere. Yeah. He's got all his <laughs> bolts loose, and yeah. I love him. Ethan Embry. Yes. Yes. TV uh, player. Like sixteen year old Ethan Embry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His hair is so nineties in this movie too. Greasy so and good. curly and it's got that Jerry Curl action sort of <laughs> thing with Natural though. Bracelets and his oversized T on. I will say, I don't know if you two watched I don't know if this is because listeners, this is something we're not sure of. Uh I have the special fan remix edition, so I don't know if we watched a different film where I saw more clips in it mm. yeah but there is did you see the scene where lucas is sleeping on his vespa outside of empire and aj and mark come up to go into the store with joe oh, yeah mm. yeah yeah and so they so aj and mark know that lucas is the reason the money is gone yes because mm-hmm. they know he closed the store they know that he yeah. went to atlantic city last night and then they go in, and Joe's like, "Where's Luke? You know, where's Lucas? Where's the money?" Yeah, and then they're and acting Lucas all weird. Yeah, they're yeah. acting strange, and yeah, I mean, Matt Matt hates this movie, so he uh, he breathes <laughs> right over that part. But um, yeah, you're leaving out some. But real, yeah, Joe, uh, def- oh, Joe definitely, oh Joe at this point, Joe is actively looking for Lucas, and he's very upset because yeah. the the store needs money, and they have to go deposit this nine thousand dollars to survive basically yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we watch the same version because there's like three cuts of this movie floating around there's like a i don't think so too there's like a film cut and then there was the fan cut or whatever and then there's a there's a uh, director's cut okay now i think they probably were trying to get money because you don't need three cuts of this movie floating yeah. around so yeah life is all about money and if I skip over a quote unquote important scene, please let me know. <laughs> I always let you know. I just I was trying to not say anything this time. I know. I'm just uh, being mean about Zan's it because I feel like none of these scenes are important. You want to go ahead and give you a rating right now? Yeah, zero. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not a zero. It's not a zero. Ooh, okay. It's not no. worse than uh, Raise the Titanic. I promise you oh, that. Okay. All right. It's not. It's not worse than Windwalker, and I've ever seen Windwalker. That's Win- true. This is on par with Windwalker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're being a dildo. I'm having second thoughts about Windwalker. I my, think it may be a classic in my, disguise. My good friend okay. Andy Harold, who I uh, hope he's listening. Hello, Andy. He also lives in L.A. He gave me a hard time about Windwalker. He mm-hmm. said it was brilliant and that we were fools. And okay. he's also a film student, went to UT. All right. Brilliant is a stretch <laughs> <laughs> for Windwalker. Sorry, Andy. Hey, to each his own. Yeah. Mm. Each his own. That's the point of this movie. Tons of people love this movie. It's not for everyone, obviously. Hey, I wait, respect you. We derailed you from the the plot explanation. Yeah, I know. So what what happens after you know as Joe is looking for the money? Well, my notes may be incorrect from what I'm learning, but um, so Lucas returns to the store, and this is where he tells Joe that he gambled the money away. Did I skip over anything? I mean. I didn't write all of the kooky dance numbers and stuff that happened in this movie. 
So if you want to go over that, <laughs> feel free. There no, are, no, no. I've yeah. heard someone describe this film actually as an amazing soundtrack to terrible images. I agree. <laughs> because they go, it's, it's basically a movie that was created so you could listen to this amazing music and mm-hmm. then just hate everything <sighs> that you're seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really, really liked the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it could have stayed good. And as we get there, I will tell you, this is the point where I think it just took a, a down downhill turn. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think we're okay. I was very charmed yeah. at this point. I was like, oh, this is charming. All these kooky characters are coming in. They're getting ready to open up the store. Yeah, yeah it's super 90s, and they're like rocking out to stuff because whatever, but I don't know. I, I liked it. You also mm-hmm. find out um, before... Gina, who's Renee Zellweger's character, and um, Liv Tyler's character. Corey. Corey, thank you. Before they get to the store, you find out, yes, that Corey is in love with Rex Manning, but that she's also planning to give him her virginity today yes. yeah. she's at going the to. store. And also, she was admitted to Harvard, right. which makes her very deep. Yes. She's, she's the smart one. <laughs> she, is, she is the uh, self-acclaimed and publicly acclaimed brilliant girl of the group who has mm-hmm. it going. And Gina, I guess, is the nefarious character in the sense that she's know. she's not she's, nefarious is not the right she's word. The she's the bad girl. She's not maleficent. She is a bad girl. She's, yeah, okay. she, she's just the bad girl. She's the bad girl. You know, she's the one who slept around and she's she's just crazy. She'll jump on anyone's motorcycle and ride off with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's Annie. <laughs> Yeah. She's Annie and Foxes. Hey. She's Annie and oh. Foxes. We have a listener. <laughs> you know what? You do have one listener. Oh, that's great. Know. Li- will you listen to your own episode? Probably not. Oh, my god. I listen to you two so I can public like ridicule you privately for Thank your you. um, that's, public stuff. That's you know? not nice. You know what I'll say about Corey? She's not too smart <laughs> to not show her midriff. She's still cool. How many midriffs do you think were shown in this movie? How many midriffs do you think were shown in the 90s? How many That's midriffs like do you think are being style? shown in Brooklyn right now? How many midriffs do you think are shown in this studio right now? Don't look down at my stomach. Don't. <laughs> Gabe is wearing a crop top at the moment. <laughs> a fishnet crop top. Who <laughs> That's uses, his podcast wear. Midrift. Mid, How mid-drift. old are you? Midrift. 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 Mid-drift. It, it's like you're, you're... No, I know exactly what a midriff is. I'm saying you <laughs> well, use oh, what, the word what's midriff. The other term? What's the other term? Show belly your, button. Show your stomach. Showing your belly button. Showing your stomach. Well, the term is midriff. You're showing your midriff. I know, because you... Midriff is in between Tokyo drift Okay, and there's no, drift. no T on the end of it. It's midriff. <laughs> I, I believe. believe you, because midriff. you're so stuck to the term midriff. I also wore my aqua velva musk for you today, since you do think I'm a grandpa. So I've got my <laughs> midriff term aqua usage velva. and my aqua velva aftershave on. That sounds dirty. It's an old man's. Sounds like it's sold shave. at CVS pharmacy. <laughs> it definitely <Yeah>. is. <laughs> and a spray can. I smell like a drugstore in the 40s. Fantastic. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so he tells Joe, the boss, that he gambled all the money away. And then Joe, in turn, tells the big boss. Is it Michael? Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. He Mitchell tells the Beck. big boss, Mitchell. The suit. The mm-hmm. suit, the man that Lucas forgot to deposit the money. Yes, but that is, he tells him on the phone. Yeah, the phone. Uh, Mitchell is not in the store. No, Mitchell does not phone. really come to the store very often. No. He's, he's just raking in the cash. He pops in because turns out you find out later he doesn't really like that he owns a record store. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was not a good investment for him. No. You know, what you the, should no. invest in things you're not passionate about. What did he say the store used to be when his dad owned Be- it? Uh, 
bed, like, bath, bidet. Yeah, like a, toi- like a toilet store. Or yeah, it something. was a toilet store. He tells this anecdote to Rex Manning, who just couldn't care yeah. less. Yeah, yeah. That's could good, have that's no better opinion about it. Yeah, this is obviously later in the film, but um, so this is the point where we're introduced to Deborah, and uh, Deborah's kind of the. I don't know how you would describe her. She's the most punk rock of the group. She's having she's, a hard time. She's having a hard time in her life. She comes in, and, and the the scene you get introduced to her with is her walking into the bathroom. She punches in. She walks, or she doesn't punch in yet. She walks into the bathroom. She pulls out a electric trimmer and just shaves her head on screen. She does. Mm. Yeah. It's to show, and I mean, everything she does is just forceful entrance. Yeah. You're made to know very early on she's a force to be reckoned with and mm. that everyone has some kind of silent or loud fear of yeah. Deb. Well, and then an Alanis Morissette song plays while she shaves her head or something. And it's like, <laughs> it's a 90s emotional scene <laughs> where you want to die, so you shave your head. Yeah. Let me tell you, there is nothing that draws me out of a scene faster than Alanis Morissette being the soundtrack. <laughs> really? I couldn't have more agonizing pain over listening to her oh than Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, wow, which is that also is one so... of my least favorite songs. You don't like Brown Eyed Girl? No. It's because you're a blue eyed girl. It is not, and that is what everyone says. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, that's... that's... Dad, I know, Hold on, Why? That, that, that's really ironic. Oh... Is that a, that's an Alanis Morissette <laughs> lyric, isn't it? It's it's a song, isn't it? Um, but it's like the most famous be. song you guys. No, you love Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and isn't it ironic? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't you think it's that song? How do you not get that? Back to one of my favorite films. Believe it or not, I don't have her. Uh, <laughs> all of her this episode's a failure. We need it to wrap truly this. is. It's not. We're fine. So there's a mosh pit in the store, uh, and Joe is attempting to pass off. The uh, the the money ordeal as a robbery now, so yes. he's saying that Lucas was yes. going to deposit the money, but then he was robbed. Yes, which is nice. He's protecting Lucas. Yeah, he's trying he wants to find to kill a way. Him. That's true. Lucas is his boy. Mosh pit in the store though. Metal music, loud. Yes, and they do several interludes like that. They do it with the um, Romeo and Juliet song. They do mm, yeah. lots of different little musical interludes, basically where you find out that the store is a place where people love to go. Yeah. It's a comfortable environment. People are at home there. They enjoy it. So yeah. it's not just the people who work there that love it. It's the customers. You know, and I respect that because every time I go into a vinyl store, it's really quiet. They're playing some soft indie pop and a guy will walk over and just like whisper and you're like, you like that? You like that band? <laughs> It sounds weird. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I love them. Like, yeah, well, uh, you know, you can buy that. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always really quiet in vinyl stores, so it'd almost be great if there was a mosh pit in a vinyl store. You know what? Mm-hmm. When you're a kid in the '90s in a small town, and the man is just get, getting you down, you got to go to the record store to just jam. That's where life is, you know? That's what all these degenerates That's the message do. of this movie. That's what all these skateboarders and these mistrusters and these mischeats are doing. <laughs> oh mistrusters and mischeats. They're going to the record store to rock. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's cool. Donna Higby. Donna Higby. So good. <laughs> uh, so Joe tells everyone at this point that they're turning into a music town, which we mentioned before, um, is, you know... The, wa- the watered-down version of a vinyl store. It's boring, sterile. You can't have tattoos or piercings. It's the big thing that everyone's like... The, that was garish, garish orange aprons that they have mm-hmm. to wear. Yeah. Looks like Home Depot. Yeah. 
can't listen to any of the music that they play that draws so many customers. Because yeah. Mark goes through and goes, no more Tupac, no Cube, no Snoop. Goes all the way through all of these people he can't listen to anymore. Oh, man. Did they have vinyl? Mm. They did? I'm, they do now. Do they? Everything, Everything is on vinyl. I have Drake's yeah. 2008 but, album, Take Care, on vinyl. But this vinyl. was a CD oh store, too. Like, they had CDs. and Did they still have cassettes? I don't know, but... They have eight tracks? This this was they have eight tracks. This was a CD store. There were records, but Warren steals like eight CDs. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's please talk about Warren. Well, it's not time to talk about we're Warren. There. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on, '95. Like it was. We were on to CDs by that point. Now it's time to Truly. talk about Warren because I said so. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> also after Joe tells them it's going to be Music Town, that's when Rex Manning shows up. Oh, okay. Correct? I believe so. Oh, no, he he arrives after Warren Warren gets arrested. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So um. As we mentioned, Warren is this young, he's probably 14, 15 in the yeah. movie. Um, punk who has like the giant oversized coat on and he's like stealing all these CDs. And um, they they catch him essentially. So I think, Joe does Joe catch him? Lucas, Lucas chases Lucas. him in a very funny long sequence. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. funny, but Lucas is magical and he's always like on his tail. It's kind of this weird wheels off like chase he's scene. Mm -hmm. He's always somehow ahead of him. Yeah, it's a he corners him and then somehow War he lets Warren run away for a little bit. Yes, and then gets in front of him again. <laughs> yeah, it cuts and he's like in a convertible, just watching Warren, <laughs> and then he's not, and then he opens. Well, yeah, it's funny. There was a trivia tidbit about um, was it Warren's character? Warren's stunt, his stunt double. double. Yeah, there's he runs into a car door in this chase scene, and his stunt double actually like broke a rib. Yeah, the way Lucas the... the way Lucas stops him is that he's in a car and Warren doesn't realize it and he opens the door and Warren runs into the door and you know falls down and they said his stunt double did that so hard that he broke a rib. Yeah. So yeah. that's Boom. the other one cool piece of trivia. Can't go all movie. the way, you know. Yeah. Uh so this is where Rex arrives at the store. Yes. And it's obviously you want to talk about this. So what did you have to say? Well, I was going to say Jane, the character Jane is then introduced, who mm -hmm. is Rex's manager and not thrilled to be because Rex is awful. Yeah. And just a singer who was very famous for a TV show they call The Family Way um, back when he was, I guess, you know, a decade ago or so, which is where Corey, Corey's character, fell in love with him. Mm -hmm. Um, so he arrives and you find out basically he's not happy to be at a middle America record store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's say. not happy to really be alive. Alive. I mean, <laughs> no. all these people that come see him, as we find out later, are these older, you know, yeah. almost like 40 year old women, 40 plus year old women. And he's, and then there's this young girl who's there and she's cute and she's like, you're my mom's favorite singer or something <laughs> like that. And he, yeah, yeah. it's, it's funny. Yeah. So, so he's, yeah. he's washed up at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of my notes was, I don't even know what to write here. That's what I put. Because it's, it's a montage at this point where Rex signs records for older women, like we just said. But it's also interspliced with the gang kicking back with Warren, who was the shoplifter. Just, you know, like this is, yeah. this is the point where he's like trying to pick the quarters off the floor, right? Oh, please let me explain this. You scene. can explain it. Because genuinely, this gives me such great joy. <laughs> AJ is an artist. AJ, as you remember, is the guy who's in love with Corey mm -hmm. silently. And also an important point, he's decided today is the day he's going to tell her he's in love with her. Right. Mm -hmm. By 1.37 p.m. exactly. On the same day, she's going to give herself On to Rex On the same Manning. day. <laughs> she 
like to give herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it on up, you know? So AJ is an artist and you see him drawing throughout the throughout the course of the movie, but he has taken glue and glued quarters down to the floor. Mm-hmm. Maybe the greatest expression an artist has ever shown, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so he does this pre-Warren entering the back office. Mm-hmm. Then when Warren gets there, he's been told he has to sit on the couch waiting for the authorities to arrive with Lucas, who also earlier in the film is sentenced to sit on the couch by Joe mm-hmm. for being a bad seed. And so Warren is going to pick the quarters up off of the floor and is digging at them but can't get them off because they've been glued. AJ's sitting behind him drawing (laughs) and Gabe knows this is my favorite part. That's why he's laughing. And he goes, who the hell glued these quarters down to the floor, man? And AJ goes, I did, man. (laughs) And he goes, what the hell for? And he goes, AJ, so simply, I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. One of the greatest lines that I still use yeah, in say, everyday uh, conversation when people question my ish. Do you say Warren or do you yes, say Yes, I say okay, Warren. Good, good. It's the official sentence. I don't need the I, I don't, don't feel, feel the, the need to explain my art to you, Warren. See, and now I'll get it if I ever ask you. You will. And Matt, I I guarantee you, based on how much you question my decisions, <laughs> I have said I don't feel the need to explain I my art to you, Warren. I never question you ever. I don't question anyone. Okay. Everyone yeah. just just live your own life, you know? Okay. Yeah, just glue quarters to the floor, man. Yeah. And what, what do you think was the deep artistic expression there? It's like money is just, it's not, a, it's not attainable. It won't make you happy. What is AJ saying here? I actually think he the whole movie is showing you that money is not the most important thing to these people, but then they suddenly mm-hmm. have to rally themselves around this concept of, of raising, raising money, money for yeah. the store. To yeah. save so. the things they love. That's right. Yeah. These were also quarters that uh, Lucas had from the casino mm. uh, carrying in his hand. And Joe, in the beginning of the movie, gets very angry and slaps this bucket of quarters out of his hand. And immediately when he does this, it's funny because AJ immediately goes and just starts gluing them to the Where floor. they fell. Yeah. Because he's an artist. Yeah, like an animal like picking up crumbs. Like He just goes straight to the quarters and stops paying attention and starts gluing them down. He's so artistic. <laughs> Beauty. We're all artistic in our own special way so mitchell who we decide is the big boss he owns the store comes back at this time and uh lucas distracts him just talking small talk to him while joe fills a bank bag with miscellaneous paper so mitchell had come back to see what was going on with the money and then joe is still trying to cover for lucas so he just fills it with paper and just gives it to him but and then then mitchell doesn't think to check it well, this is also important. You can tell Mitchell's kind of, he he knows he's Joe's boss, but he's a little, mm-hmm. he's still a little intimidated by yeah. Joe. Joe's yeah. much tougher than he is. Joe is much tougher. And so Street Joe fills smart. the bag with paper while mm-hmm. Lucas is doing his, another theme in the film is that Lucas is becomes very stoic, mm-hmm. apparently after he loses all this money. So he then turns into Confucius and starts speaking to people like, yes. a, like a fortune cookie. Yes. So... It's it is important in the film only if you enjoy the one liners as much as I do. <laughs> Truly, that's the only place it holds. Uh, so it is this point where Burko, who is Coyote Shivers, we said before, is kind of the the big hair, black hair guy, uh, tries to apologize to to Deborah because uh, I guess they were in a relationship, right? 
Yes. Uh, another another key thing you find out actually a little earlier in the film is mm -hmm. when Deb leaves the bathroom after shaving her head and Lucas, I think, points out, you did have hair when you went in there, right? Mm -hmm. And then she comes out and you see that she has a bandage on her arm, mm -hmm. um, which AJ spots and then goes, what's going on? Like, mm -hmm. why do you have this bandage on your arm? She kind of freaks out and is like, comes up with all these punk rock responses as to why she has a bandage on her arm. But mm -hmm. they're implying that she might have tried to take her own life, mm -hmm. which you find out later in the movie. Spoiler, she did try. Mm -hmm. um, so that's important because also Burko begins looking for Deb when he notices that she had come in earlier in the film but can't find her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Good guy Burko, you know, just trying to make amends. Good guy, or like we just don't know the bad things he did, you know? Does he work there, or is he just kind of there? He works there. He, he lives he, in the on the back property. Well, okay. he punched in. He did punch in. He punched point. in. I think they let anyone work there. <laughs> I was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. the whole movie he has a guitar and maybe he's a volunteer, just walking around. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of people who loiter at this store. Maybe mm -hmm. he does the accounts, you know? Maybe I don't he's know. the finance guy. Maybe he's a genius. We a don't know. Mind, you never yeah, know. He's a Goodwill mind. hunting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Warren gets arrested by the real cops at this point. Um, not arrested, but he gets detained. Yeah, because he's a juvenile, so like yeah. they can't do anything, and they're not pressing charges. So yeah. and he stole CDs before, like we said, if if you forgot. So he he stole CDs, and he's been just basically chilling in the employee lounge, right? Uh, which is a huge part of the store. Yeah, yeah. it's like as big the as the actual store. It's in the back though, and they just all kind of hang out there when they're not out front but as they yeah. cart him away he screams in his in his juvenile break voice you know like cra this. crack voice no i'm not gonna not literally the drug crack but his voice cracks you know he's yeah. like i'll be back i'm whatever you can't you'll be sorry you'll be sorry <laughs> and uh, they say don't come back warren you know don't whatever so mm -hmm. see you do all the voices so well thank you especially the little boy <laughs> warren yeah you could, you could That's voice because a... Warren is genuinely one of my favorite characters. He's funny. He's good. He He's is a funny. Good yeah. Um. So Corey prepares lunch for Rex. She gets a spread out for him in this back room. Wine and, and yeah. flowers and a candle. Yeah, and salad. But this is also when you're you're introduced a little bit to maybe it's Corey. Like Corey's got a little. It's very Sarah Michelle Geller cruel intentions, the cross with the Coke in it, but she's got a little <laughs> thing with pills in it. And yeah. she's like taking Which, a pill yeah, every yeah, once yeah. in a while. Yes. I didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, and they're very sneaky about it. Yeah. They're pretty sneaky, but that's it's around that time you start seeing that she's taking these pills. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what they are. They're Tic Tacs. They're Tic Tacs. I thought they were they're Advil. <laughs> yeah, Advil. You thought they were what? Altoids. Yeah. No, she, she has, has some, chronic uh, migraines, guys. She has yeah. chronic bad breath. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't we all? Yeah. Well, you maybe. <laughs> Am I alone in this? I don't know. I brush no. my teeth. Well my mic smells like garbage. Oh god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I'm just kidding. She's preparing lunch for Rex so she can <laughs> give herself to him <laughs> later. Yeah. We, we disguise sexual words with a funny voice, by mm -hmm. the way. I was gonna say you're doing this like Bert and Ernie Sesame Street combo. <laughs> we are kind of like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> we are, except we don't live together and we're not gay. <laughs> I mean, are Bert and Ernie gay? All right. I don't want to get into that. Maybe. <laughs> so, we'll have another uh, podcast back yeah. when we have that blonde woman from the That's casino. That's my Sesame Street commentary <laughs> podcast that I haven't started yet. Okay. Um, so she undresses while he's eating, which is like the least romantic 
scene ever. Oh, she's yeah, like, this is takes off her clothes and he's like, he's pouring salad dressing and he sees what she's doing and <laughs> she's so like, odd. he like unzips his pants and leans back and like opens well, his well, no, she, on, Okay, Matt. you like jump God. over all of the things oh that are important. He doesn't just me? unzip his, he's, he looks at her and he says, do you really want to do this? Yeah. Because this happens yeah. to him. He's a He's a pop star and women throw themselves and so he's, He's like, and, he's like, how old are you? You're sweet or whatever. Yeah, she's like, she tells him, she's like, I'm old, I'm old I'm enough. old enough to whatever. And then he's like, yeah. do you really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. And then he, probably with salad in his teeth, leans mm-hmm. back, unzips his pants, and then he says, He says, rock, blue, rock no, out. No, he goes, blue cheese okay? Because <laughs> he's like, as a lubricator. He's gonna. That's what it's it's implying. He wow. said that. I don't. Okay. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't. catch that. I remember that. he said blue cheese. Okay, said, but I did like, not get that he was like trying blue to make cheese. <laughs> and then she gets immediately Ew. offended. Yeah. Grabs her clothes. She's in a red bra and white granny panties. Yeah. Grabs <laughs> yes. her her mini skirt, wraps it around her waist, and like grabs her shirt and runs out, which I thought was so interesting because I'm like, what are? He says you like blue cheese, and you just like immediately. Hate tantrum runs out of the room. I'm curious now because I don't remember that. I what happened in my cut of the movie is he leans back and said, and he's like, uh, "We have the same cut." And he says, "Blue cheese, okay." No, no, he lean, no, he unzips mm-hmm. and leans back and puts his hands above his head and he's like, "Rock and roll." Oh no, he goes, "Oh wait," or some some statement, and that's what offends her is that he wants her, he wants him to just, he wants her to just. Give him a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. And she gets offended and leaves the room. But they, the line he says is, how do you like blue cheese or something like that? No. I, I, I think you're thinking you're thinking of later in the film, I guarantee you, because I know that. what line you're thinking of. I'm, no, this was Liv Tyler. This was her getting mad. He says like rock and roll or party party on Wayne or something Listen, weird. And Gabe, no, I don't feel the need to explain way my too art long to you, Warren. This. I'm so. just saying, <laughs> I don't remember any gross comments about blue and cheese. I want to okay. make a comment about my role in this freaking podcast <laughs> i get made fun of for skipping over stuff all the time but that's the entire point is to jog your memory so oh. you can say something <laughs> so and i can add on so to it because i'm lazy <laughs> okay. i hope everyone is enjoying this rewind cinema podcast about family therapy but wait, <laughs> that's what's if, basically well, wait happening. if we're doing our job then why are you getting mad because we're telling you that you're skipping Look, things i don't need you you're all cut this is just gonna okay. be the mat podcast where i go through every beat in a movie <laughs> Mitty matt matt what, yeah. what happens next what happens what, next? what rolls out next i don't know i gotta find out where it, I, you, know, you want me to say my... you want me to say no aj tells Corey that he <laughs> loves her and she says don't do this right now yeah she goes i can't she's basically is crying on the roof they've yeah. gone up to the roof and she's crying and he's like, Corey, I love you. I've always loved you. But he's doing it in that like horrible teenage way where he's like, you remember that day when it was raining and like he goes into the story and she's That's like, romantic. Yeah. And he's like, what are you trying to what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. What are you trying to say right now while I'm crying on the roof? And he tells her, he's like, I love you. And then she says, I can't handle this right now. I just offered myself to Rex Manning. Mm. AJ freaks out and just leaves. I mean, respectfully freaks out, you know, yep. inwardly, and then is like, fine. He screams at the I top of his lungs anything. and jumps off the top of the building. <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits roll yeah. and it's yeah. over. Yeah, that's Splat. the... That's the Kurt Cobain. Co- that's the Cobain. other cut. Yeah. That's the fifth cut. That's the, the Kurt Cobain edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> We're all evil. 
Okay. <laughs> the woman did it. Uh, Corey tells Gina that she doesn't do the same things with guys. She does what? Oh, this is where uh, Gina, Gina and, and Corey, Corey have a fight. Have gone to eat pizza. Which yeah. is Eddie even in the version you watched? At the, like, does Eddie come sit down at the pizza place after Gina leaves? Eddie. Eddie works at the record he, store, but he also works at a pizza place. He's the one who always makes mixtapes mix for... Um, he makes mixtapes for, oh. for Mark and oh. makes pot brownies. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Those are, those are his real jobs. I don't know if Maybe. there's a scene with him sitting down at a pizza parlor, though. Okay, that might be that. in my other one. But basically, yeah. what you're saying is Gina and Corey get in a fight because Corey basically is like, I don't need to sleep around like you do. It's, yeah. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that. And they get in a fight and separate. Yeah, Gina gets offended, you know, rightfully so. Um, and so there, there's a tension between the two girlfriends in this um, Empire Records store. And this is where Gina decides to take her, uh, her, her talents to uh, Rex Manning. Yes. And um, she seduces him. To get back at Corey. Yeah, yes. to get back at Corey. By guessing what underwear he's wearing. Yeah, classic trait. Mm -hmm. She's, She's also right. Yeah, she says that that's like a skill she has. She can mm -hmm. guess like what the cut is and what the color is. Mm -hmm. She guesses exactly because well he says oh do you want to see you know obviously yeah so they um they do it in the copy room in the copy room in the same room that Liv Tyler tried to use mm -hmm. yeah. in the same room mm. so Corey goes back to AJ to apologize but he's not having it he's having his moody drawing time yeah he's yeah. drawing you know? a cool picture went all, went all emo on her his art yeah. his art is life so he has to like. Yeah. yeah, he wants to go to art school. The record, the record store is life, but he's afraid to leave the record store to do anything outside of the town because mm -hmm. he loves Corey. Because he loves Corey and doesn't want to leave Corey. Yeah, Corey's great. Why would you want to leave Corey? I don't know. She is Liv Tyler. Yeah. AJ flirts with Deborah to make Corey jealous while Rex and Gina have sex. Yes, interspliced. It's not all happening in the same room. No, this is like this is. It's like three different plot lines happening at once with yeah. scenes cut in between and like yeah. while all the while people are dancing in the record store and there's like weird there's a lot flirty going on. scenes there's there a lot, is a going lot going on. also do you yeah. feel it's hard to follow I don't feel it's hard to follow the different storylines no no, the no, way no. They I don't cut feel it's it. hard to follow I just feel like why well <laughs> here's here's how I feel no it's not hard to follow at all but you know what no wonder. This freaking music store is closing. You know why? Because no one is ever doing their working. job. Yeah. 50, 50 people work there and no one's behind the no register one is except working. Mark. Yes. Mm -hmm. No one is selling anybody anything. They're just all doing stuff in the back of the store. Mm -hmm. It drove me nuts. That's yeah. why you're closing down and you deserve it. Yeah. All right. Rough. Joe beats the tar out of Lucas. He locks him in the office and like slams his head against the window and punches him in oh. the face. Well, it's kind of funny it's I mean, implied it's, yeah. it's implied violence too so you don't actually see no, him do it. it it's not like raging bull yeah and he mm -mm. no it's not but he you know he finally gets mad because the money is not there of course and he finally lets it out mm -hmm. on lucas takes him to the office throws him around mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. um and this is happening while the other stuff is happening so this right. is still part yeah. of that same kind of montage and and Joe's aggravation too is coming from you find out that joe is kind of like a father figure to lucas you find this out a little later, but the important part is that he's tried everything he can to find a way to get this money so mm -hmm. that Lucas won't get in trouble for it. Yeah. Right. So. Um, Corey finds 
<clears throat> Gina finds out Gina and Rex have had sex or are having sex. Does she walk in on them? Uh, actually, everyone else who works in the store somehow leaves from the front of the store and is in the back room. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, where... I think maybe maybe it's because Lucas is getting beat up, and then they come. Yes, that's they come right. out. Right. They, they come do. out of the office. They're all, mm. you know, Joe's all mad, and everyone's back there, kind of watching. And then they're like, "Wait, where's where's Gina? Rex? Where's yeah, where's Rex?" And then mm. Deb goes, "Got a better question." Where's, Where's Gina? Gina? Yeah. And then Corey comes in and is telling Joe right. she's not feeling well because at this time she's had like 50 of those pills. <laughs> and then she's carrying the money case and going into the copy room to like put the stuff away and goes, why is the store locked? And then she says, where's Rex? Where's mm-hmm. Gina? And then they both very sheepishly, well, Gina sheepishly, right. Rex very much like, hello. He walks out and he's like, what, what, no applause? That's it. He goes, what, no applause? And then AJ runs at him, starts trying to pummel him because obviously he's defending Corey, who mm-hmm. he loves, and basically gets no good punches in before Joe and the others no. pull him off. And then Rex punches him in the oh, face. Oh, yeah. He like cheap shots him. He cheap face. shots him. Yeah. And it's well, so sad. I mean, he's, he's Rex. He's Rex. So. Yeah. Also, know. something else we forgot, which she's a minor character and is literally not important in any way. But Jane, the manager, oh, has quit, quit yeah. because yeah. the. Employees are talking about how awful Rex Manning is in the back while he's signing, and she's like, "I don't know why I'm doing this." And Basically, she's like, yeah, goes, "He is bad." That yeah, was kind of like, a funny she's, scene. She's like, "It do you, is do you, funny." She's like, and she's very genuine, and she's trying. She goes, "Do you guys like Rex's new album?" And they just laugh at her and make fun of her. And she's like, "Well, I mean, it, it tested well with uh, young males." And, <laughs> and then it was like a '90s non-PC comment. Lucas was Lucas. like, are you sure they weren't like gay or did you, te- did you, uh, did you test homosexuals? Test the, or the rate of homosexuality amongst these white yes. teenage males. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're laughing and she kind of just takes it all in silently. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then goes in and flirts with Joe a little bit. Who's also having a hard day because he's out nine grand for his store. Yeah. Did you for feel, the store? I feel like they made a bad mistake here and they, they made it seem like they were close and they knew each other, but she's just Rex's manager assistant friend. I know they're just hitting on each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just being cute and flirty. Yeah. Cute, okay. flirty and fun. All right. Anyway, but the point is Jane is gone. So after this thing with Rex and Rex punches AJ, Rex is then booted from the store and all the employees are like, you're awful. We mm-hmm. hate your hair. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, saying they, they stop putting up, oh, gang up on him. Kick him out. Yeah. You're washed up. And then sadly he goes, maybe I am. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. Really. And after that, they also turn on Gina. Everyone's mad at Gina for doing what she did to Corey. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and we also didn't mention that when she, right, this is when they have the big explosion. Or yes. Was, was that later? This is when the store blows yeah. up and everyone dies. <laughs> <This> <laughs> no, uh, Gina and Corey. After after yes. she comes out with Rex and the fight happens, then they have the this altercation. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is where Gina confronts Corey for her speed use, which is the pill she was taking. Yes. Yes. Uh, Corey attacks Gina about sleeping with Rex, and then Gina's like, "I could be perfect too and go to Harvard if I was popping speed pills," and then goes over and very again, Sarah Michelle Geller and Cruel Intentions, like. <laughs> throws the pills like the pills are spread yeah. all over the room yeah and you think aj's gonna glue them but like <laughs> yeah. it's just you're there and every like everything unravels at yeah. this point see gluing drugs to the floor is more artistic than money this was the point <laughs> <laughs> this was the point i referenced earlier where i think the movie just kind of changed and it mm-hmm. lost how yeah um i don't know simple and cute it was because this was a very Saved by the Bell, Jesse, also I'm on so speed. Excited. 
this? Yes. <laughs> Renee yeah. Zellweger loses it and just like screams. Not and then Renee, uh, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler yeah. does after the fact. She's like, I don't have to do speed. Oh, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And then Liv You're Tyler's right. like. <laughs> 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 no, she has, a, she has like a speed Turns attack. A she does. She has like she a has major like speed a, attack. She has like a major yeah. speed attack and starts like stabbing, runs into the store and starts stabbing the Rex Manning poster. Yeah. In which Deb then comes in. And is like, Joe, let me take care of her. I know how to handle this. Making you think that Deb has seen a lot of people coming down mm-hmm. from highs. It's yeah. a little so, over emotional for me. She trashes the store and like throws records everywhere. Yeah. She does. At this point, I was yeah. like, this isn't what this movie is about. Well, oh, whatever. It was a powder keg from the start. You know, all these emotions. <laughs> you you okay. are so you knew, stacked against this <laughs> you movie. Are. You knew all these emotions were going to bubble to the top. And I didn't. Just, That's why I was like, everyone this is was going to go crazy. <laughs> Guys, if Matt doesn't record another podcast after this, it's because I've murdered him in cold blood. I'm in his recording apartment. one right after this. Finally, Thank you. this is okay. my show. Finally. Um, that was your plan all along. Take over the <laughs> Rewind Cinema podcast. Yeah. Um, so they hold a fake funeral for Deborah after this. Stupid. Well, there's, let me tell you this. There's a bonding moment between Corey and mm-hmm. Deb because Corey has never understood how to talk to Deb. How to? Mm-hmm. She's always been nice to her, whereas Gina and Deb are always mean to each other. Um, but that's kind of their bonding thing. So Corey, being taken care of by Deb, realizes that with Deb, you have to kind of use a different logic in mm-hmm. friendship. Yes. So she plans a fake funeral for Deb, who we find out has tried to kill herself earlier, you know, earlier in the morning or, you know, the day mm-hmm. before or whatever. Right. So they plan this fake funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's one of those scenes, again, where nobody's in the front. They're all yep, in the back. Exactly. They, it's another yeah. over-emotional scene. They bring it to attention. Mark literally goes on the PA and you see that he's surrounded yeah. by customers okay. and he's like, help me, yeah, help that's me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then AJ runs to the front and is like, I'll handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. So then Mark goes back and it's basically just for each character to represent their own vulnerability mm-hmm. in whatever way they need to. And you find out that Lucas thought he was saving the store. Like you, you see what each character is dealing with internally that you haven't really been brought to before. Right. So yeah, but it's just a weird scene because Deb is on a table, acting like she's dead. There's candles all around her body, and they're all saying nice things about her. But again, just I didn't see why. Like the, it just changed. This scene had nothing to do with the previous scene. It was it was part of Deb's story now, and it was just odd and. No one's outside except redhead guy, Mark. Mark. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just was another Sweet thing Mark. that made the movie not focused. It was just... There's there's nothing focused about the movie. The beginning, life isn't, life the isn't beginning was. I thought the beginning was, but life is okay. not focused, Gabe. All right. Well, okay. focus us and move forward. Focus. Gina comes back. There's another note I wrote. She has a quick turnaround, change of heart. She comes back. Everyone accept, accepts her. I think so. you guys are saying it wrong. I think it's Gina. <laughs> Quit. I refu- I refuse to say it like that. Um, so uh, Warren returns to the store with a gun, a real gun, um, mm. and then he's like, "Where he's AJ's just... the only person in front now." Mm-hmm. So AJ is like, "Warren, why are you here?" Yeah, and he's just like waving the gun around nonchalantly, very, very like, wildly, very animated, and like shooting bullets in the ceiling and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could have killed a lot of people. He could have. That that's what they're going for. That's yeah. what they're trying to show you. Guns are dangerous. So um, Deborah confronts Warren. She just kind of like walks towards him in like a like a Matrix mind control kind of way, and like staring into his eyes. And 
he just gets a little scared and like you know so he mm. he um they basically reconcile on that point and Warren wants to be an employee in the store, is what he Warren says. He just wants, wants to, work to belong. There. He just wants to so, be loved, to man. Belong. That's why he comes in with a gun to kill yeah. everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and Lucas has pointed out, I mean, there's so many great, truly you can't get the full understanding of this movie through unless you just watch it. Because yeah. there's so many subtleties and there's so many lines and things that you just can't convey all of it. Um, but you find out that basically Warren is acting out because he wants to belong somewhere and they basically ask him, they're like, are you trying to get a job here? Like, are mm-hmm. you, you want to work here? And he's like, Joe would never give me a job. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically Joe's like, Joe doesn't say no. He just looks at him in the same way he looks at everyone. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, everybody, you know, speed freaks work there. Yeah. You know, everybody, yeah. no one's been fired. Mm-hmm. Lucas who lost $9,000 has not been fired. Right. Yeah. No one has been fired in the term of this day. Yeah. It's cute. So, it's a it cute little cute. scene. He comes to the realization that, he just wants to belong, man. Yeah. And then AJ, the artist, before the cops take him away, AJ, the artist, makes him a, a tag, like a name, a name tag. tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And that Warren says asks Warren. him to keep it. Yeah, he says, keep it until I get yeah. out of jail. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's being taken away again. They, again, they can't charge him because he's a minor. And, and they were it was blanks in the gun. I'm yes. remembering now. Oh, was it, it was blanks. blanks. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. blanks in the like, gun. They're like, well, because it's blanks in the gun and he didn't really hurt anyone and he's a minor, we can't charge him. Mm-hmm. But they still drag him off and he's like, keep that for me. I'll be <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, that's good. Um, everyone in a um, in a heartfelt scene mm-hmm. pitches all of their money and that they have in their pockets, anything they have lying around, and they come to a total of three thousand fifty dollars. So that's a little bit short of nine thousand. Oh, I thought it was six six grand. I wrote three thousand fifty. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought because Deb sells her Vespa for three thousand. I think they oh, were like she? six then, grand short. I thought. That's what I mm. thought. Okay, then maybe they were. I guess I thought they were three. Man, I don't know. It sounds like you need to watch this movie again. Well, I, okay, I, she, she probably had the biggest chunk, and then everyone else just like empties their pockets. It's yeah. not like they have a lot on them. So yeah. it, it was probably around, like Matt said. And then I think they said only 6,000 short or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. So this is where um, Mark, in an act of spontaneity and quick thinking. Unlike um, Mark. Unlike yeah. Mark, runs because, because the news is there. Because, because the news, Warren because Warren was there with a the gun. Store. Yeah, he runs outside and he gets on TV and he um, says that there's going to be a big party at Empire Records that night. And there's going to be music and they're going to be selling memorabilia and donations are welcome. And so he just kind of screams that in the TV. And of course, all of the people that would come to Empire Records are watching the news at nine o'clock right, at night totally. or whatever it was. Hey, there's not much to do in a sleepy town, Matthew. <laughs> sleepy Empire Records town. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Mitchell returns to the store, and uh, Joe says that one of his employees needed the money. So he's basically saying, like, Lucas needed it for whatever. I don't remember exactly yeah. what he says. Um, he just says one of my employees needed it, and then he says yeah. which employee, Yeah, and he refuses to tell him. Yeah, so Joe's still defending Lucas to the grave. Um, and then Joe says he's going to open his own store, essentially. Um, And so this is where the party happens. Um, This is where everyone starts coming in. They're buying posters. They're buying records and everything. They're donating money. Eddie's selling his pot brownies. Exactly. You know, know, donations. Save the empire. Free love, man. Yeah. Mitchell um, sells the store to Joe for the proceeds of the show. So they made enough money to where 
Joe can give Mitchell all the money that they got and it's enough for him. And this is where he says like he never wanted to own a store anyway or anything and he wasn't interested. Yeah. yeah. So he sells it to him for it to the him. nine grand. Yeah. Whatever they got. I don't know. I don't think they said how much they got, but if it was the nine carry sure. whatever they needed. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, and, and this is where Corey meets AJ on the rooftop. Everyone's dancing. It's late at night mm-hmm. after the show. And um, this is where uh, he says that he loves her and that he quit. And he's going to go to art school in Boston. Because she felt bad about him not going to art school. Yeah. Yeah. This was, whatever, this is fine. It was a good scene. But one thing I didn't like about Liv Tyler's choice here, she does that stupid, weird, like, thing where she falls back away from him. I knew you were going to hate that. Why does she do that? It's so dumb and like she's so she's so overjoyed and happy that they're finally together. But she's like, ah, <laughs> swings backwards and he has to catch her. And then they almost kiss again. And then she does it again. And it's just why? She's probably still on them speed pills, you know. She yeah, that's maybe not that's an addiction it. broken overnight. Out. Yeah, yeah. She's like for swaying him, around and then he, he's trying to kiss her and then they finally have a nice kiss. And of course it's to the gin blossoms because you have to kiss to that song. Uh, Clearly, t- till I hear it from you, is that yeah. the song? Yeah, till I hear it mm-hmm. from you. Great, great movie kiss song, but bad choice. Liz. This this role got her Armageddon, <laughs> so I wouldn't say that. I think, I I think Steven Tyler got oh, her Armageddon. Oh, you think so? Oh no, yeah. she was great. She got Armageddon on she her own merit. She was great. I'm just saying, I think her lineage had more to do with it. I'm not than... a big Liv Tyler fan. I will be upfront and say that. You don't like her as Arwen? Oh my gosh, I do. Okay. <laughs> 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 Did you have anything to add about the end of the film? I, it, I mean, honestly, that was like a just a tiny little bloop of it because it's yeah. it's so many things. It's so many musical interludes. It's Mitchell, the big boss, is trying to work the counter, realizing that like all of these punk people and they none of them will work there. He'll have mm-hmm. to hire entirely new staff, train them. And will because they'll all go work for Joe, which yeah. Joe has said and Lucas has said that they'll all leave and work for Joe's new store if Joe opens one. Mm-hmm. So that's when Mitchell gets frustrated and is like, Joe, I will sell you the store. I, I don't want it. I hate it. In fact, I will sell it to you for cheap. And that's mm-hmm. when he takes the money and does it. There's also I mean, again, I know this probably bothers you and is why you skipped over it. There's a million tiny little subplots like. Gina, Renee Zellweger wants to be in a band and she mm-hmm. gets to sing with Coyote Shivers and so everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Gina! And yeah. you're like, okay, well, great. <laughs> That's the end <laughs> of the movie. Good for Gina. They have a big concert just like the Beatles did on that roof sign thing. Mm-hmm. And, they did. And as you, as you mentioned, every just cool punk rocker <laughs> at, from anywhere is yeah. all of a sudden in the parking lot. Just van pulls up with, you know, smoke coming out of it and it's all like punked out and it's painted and like people are just rocking out everywhere and just it's a revolution hair. man they're walking you know? away with the posters that they bought mm-hmm. they just this must be a crazy town do you think joe renamed empire records to like flempire records or like no just no. kept empire records i hope he kept empire lame, records. man Flempire I don't understand it. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that was Matt's example of a name. Was Flempire Dreckers. I want to get a shirt with Flempire Dreckers on it. <laughs> I know. I don't understand it and I won't respond to it. That's good. Fine. So that's the movie. That's the movie. I Before we go into final <laughs> thoughts, they've kissed on the roof. There, there's just one scene that I loved in this movie that we forgot to talk about. Oh, jeez. Where 
Mark is sitting alone eating these pot brownies, <laughs> <laughs> watching a Guar music video. Oh, yeah. And if you Great. don't know who Guar is, please YouTube them now. But I thought this was pretty cool that they went to the lengths to achieve this. So it was all, fantastic. He's watching this concert, and all of a sudden, the lead singer of Guar is like, Hey, Mark! And starts talking to him from the TV. From the TV, yeah. And points at him. And because he's very high. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's watching himself on stage. He goes, the lead singer goes, you love Guar. Yeah. Why don't you join the band? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's all of a sudden on stage with Guar while he's sitting on the couch watching a video of himself rocking out with Guar. And I thought that was very funny. Did you notice the weird censorship they did? Because no. the lead singer of Guar, his thing is that he has a giant penis on penis. his costume. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, Go back and watch it because it's like a weird orb. It's an orb and it's like discolored and it looks like static on a TV screen almost. But Classic it's, oh. Hollywood orb. Yeah, I didn't it, see it. It just like stays around that junk oh, area. Okay. It's you got to make a rating, man. You know? Yeah. I guess so. If you want that. this to be PG 13 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Gore is uh, pretty gross. So if you're a kid, maybe don't go watch the videos. But, um... <laughs> you have a lot of children listening to this Gore. podcast. Yeah, yeah. There was number Our one. main demographic is 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 12 year old girls. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll go ahead and give our ratings and, and kind of our final thoughts. We'll let you go last. We can end on a high note. Um, That's nice. <laughs> since you love this movie, oh, truly, uh, I do. I don't hate you for loving it. You you're shouldn't. still my you're still my friend. Matt, you like so much artsy fartsy bullshit oh, that please. like I cannot handle. Please, I gave foxes a three. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Don't compare this to foxes. <laughs> <laughs> I compare everything to foxes now. So anyway, I'm curious uh, of your ratings. I'll go first. Okay. Go. Matt. Um I liked this movie. I enjoyed watching it. The last half was a little bit rough. You know, it kind of fell apart with all these silly little things that these cool kids in the record store are doing. None of them have any aim in life except, I guess, Corey and um, uh, AJ. 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 And uh, so, uh, whatever. But the first 30 minutes, 40 minutes are very charming. I thought it was funny. I liked watching it. This really reminded me of uh, Sam Goody, the the music store, which mm-hmm. was a big corporate store, yeah. right? Yeah. But it do was. you guys remember that? I mean, I remember you, Sam Goody's, yes. And, and then uh, CD Warehouse or Music Warehouse. I think it was CD, 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 Warehouse, CD Warehouse. And then yeah. Blockbuster Music came You're really along. dating that yourself was thing? right now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was called Blockbuster Music. I've never heard of that. And it was, you know, like you'd go and they had all these CDs and you could put the headphones on and stand there like a big tower. It was, I know, I'm very old. Ten recordings of Enya. You could put yeah, it yeah, you could just sample whatever. But you could scan your CD and it would play samples from it. I remember that. that. Virgin crazy. Records had that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, Virgin Records. That's another one. Just a record store. They're all dead, I guess. Not well, here. Not There's here. plenty here. But, yeah. but, but the big corporate ones are. Yeah. The, the old ones are still alive, which is what's interesting about this is that mm-hmm. like now... Indie stores well, are alive. Amazon squashed any hope of there being yeah. a corporate record store. Yeah, true. So it just made me think back about those days. Um, I've already, you know, Lucas is great. The gore sequence was funny. This is a fun little movie. Watch it if you have nothing else to do. Um, High rating. My rating Gabe. is two troubled teens out of five. All nice. Right. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to compare this to Clerks, a movie that came out a year before this. Um, similar in tone, similar in story, 
bounds better in terms of plot and importance of the characters' relationships. Clerks is better or Empire Records? Clerks is better. Okay. Clerks is a fantastic movie. And it's performed well. And I think Clerks is a complete movie. This is... It feels like a Frankenstein of a movie. It's like all these weird little scenes just kind of hobbled together with some, you know, bad stitching. Um, You know, it's like you said earlier, it's like a soundtrack looking for a movie. Some people are going to like it. It's a cult film. I mean, if you're drawn to it emotionally, if you have a history with it, you're going to enjoy it more than somebody who had never seen it and just watched it for the first time and is thinking about it maybe a little bit more critically. Um, Yeah, I I don't really know what else to say. It was just like, it it fell flat for me. I liked the first 20 minutes or so. That was your least favorite, so that should say a lot about the way (laughs) we were thinking about the movie because I felt like it had a a plot. It was going to go somewhere and it was going to be interesting, but it never materialized for me. So I'm going to give this 1.75 pairs of acid-washed jeans out of five. Great. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Let me tell you five out of five. both something. Because Gabe and Matt are such magnanimous gentlemen, <laughs> they allowed me to choose the film. And I considered pretty... I considered pretty... Uh, well, I should say this. I, I really thought about what I wanted to make them watch. Mm-hmm since I had the power. And I chose Empire Records, mostly because I do genuinely enjoy the film, and also because I knew Matt would hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it deep down in my core you'd hate this film. Because it's just one-liners. Yeah. It's just fantastic music and one-liners. I thought Gabe might enjoy it, so I'm I'm not mad that you... I did. I liked it. I liked it. Exactly, but he two out of five liked it. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that doesn't mean it's... That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I was thinking about film in general but yeah i enjoyed no, it no but true and i think you'll both be surprised by my rating um my rating mm. will shut well doesn't matter 3.5 pill popping panty droppers whoa <laughs> out of five also a good band name <laughs> yeah. pill so popping good. panty droppers <laughs> I, that's great and i give it that rating because it, it is a truly enjoyable film for me yeah, yeah. what i suggest it to a bunch of other people mm-hmm. no because it's so niche and it's yeah. it's not something that I think everyone will enjoy or even mass people will enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you like the antiquity of the 90s, you like that time period, you like that music and you love just like people being doofs. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's and good. Again, there's so many quotable things in it. And we left out so many quotes that I love and a lot of them have curse words in them. So I won't say them now, but like, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So good. It's a fun, charming movie for the most part. It is. Yeah, and I, I do, even though you were trying to torture me, I like that you uh, thought of a movie that maybe I wouldn't like because all of our guests so far have found some of the, a movie that they loved, which is great as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that you thought about something that maybe we would have differing opinions about. Oh, which yeah. Which is interesting because I'm sure you could have thought of a movie that's a perfect five for five for you. It's like that you would watch every day of the week. You know. That's true. But um, yeah, I like this too. It wasn't it wasn't like painful for me to watch this movie. I just didn't think it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love hearing you talk about movies you don't think are good movies. <laughs> I think that's part of it. That's too. been a majority of the movies so far on the podcast. Don't worry, so. Matt's closed-minded brain needs to be challenged every now and then. <laughs> if I that. really wanted to like appeal to Matt, I would have chosen her. Her yeah. was good. Of yeah. course, he you would think have her loved it good. and drooled over it and her blah blah exactly. blah. Spike Jones is only the best director of the last no. hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. a joke. He's good though. 
Thank you for making us watch this movie. Thank you for being on our show. We are so happy. We got to see you this weekend. We had a good yeah, time. It was a blast. We're glad. Safe travels back to the land of sunshine and naval oranges. <laughs> I don't know what yep. they have out we, there. We California got both those burritos. Things. We have both those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be in California this summer. I'll see you there. The land of drought. Yeah. I'm going to a, a, a we we got we our show got invited to go uh, to a conference. <laughs> out. We did not. I'm just going out there. Dang, so. you should have run with that. <laughs> They're gonna do a Comic Con panel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're doing a live show in California, <laughs> except we're not. So uh, someday, don't don't worry. But anyway, uh, any closing thoughts, Matt? No. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Zan, I want you to lead the charge here. Well, are we gonna talk about our social meds? Oh. Yeah, wow. It's been a while. Rewind Cinema Pod, Facebook and Twitter, Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Natural Anthem, for the music. You can find them at naturalanthem.net. Write us a review on iTunes, please. We love please, it. Please, please. Rate us, give us a rating. Those things make us happy and help our show. Mm -hmm. That's it. So until next time, Zan. Watch more movies. Oh. Wow, good job. All right. Let's all See, say it together. No, no, I like that. Oh, okay, fine. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>